Hello and welcome to Split the Screen episode one more than last week. It is the 1st of April and we are now becoming a... Um, oh, I should have thought of something. We're, we're now becoming a Star Trek fan uh, podcast from now on. Absolutely not. <laughs> I'd never watched the Star Treks. Uh, have you ever watched Star Trek, Ed? In your this, by the way, is Ed Nightingale in his baby blue jumper. It's new. Um, <laughs> I um, like it. Thanks. Um, I've watched the films. I've never watched the TV show. Actually, that's a lie. No, I watched the Netflix one. I've never watched the old ones. Uh, I watched the. Yeah, I watched the one with Chris Pine. Is it? Yeah, the films. Yeah, I mean, he was the main reason for watching them. That is the reason why I watched it as well. Yeah, <laughs> we have Trekkies in the uh, in the chat, so we won't say anything nasty about it. I've got nothing um, nasty to say about Star Trek. I just always be so rude. Star Wars. But Star Wars, yeah, yeah, me too. I think if I'd got into Star Trek, I'd have really enjoyed it more, but I didn't. So, so I'm not. Well, you should play Mass Effect because Mass Effect is basically a Star Trek video game. Oh, you're not selling it. You're not selling it. But hello, welcome. Come this there. is day 13 on uh, of 100 days of stream. Unlucky for Sam. <laughs> yeah, unlucky for me. I'm losing my voice. So Ed, as always, is going to carry this podcast I'm even really more not. than normal. Uh, you're going to have to do a lot of speaking because, yeah, my voice. I'm trying to save it a bit. Um, luckily, um, I don't have any work for the next four days, so I can just rest it when I'm not streaming. I'm However, on Sunday, I'm about to start a playthrough of Nier Automata. Oh, and it could be a long stream. I think I'm going to go for like 10 hours on uh, Sunday. So that should be fun. Good luck. I mean, you'll probably finish the game in that time. I thought, no, isn't it like 30 hours? I thought it was like 30 well, if you want to get Well, depends how many playthroughs engine. you want to do. The first playthrough is not massively long. But uh, if you want different endings and you play it a couple more times, then yeah, it's more like 30. Okay. Well, I can get that done in like four days, maybe. Fine. Fine. But yeah, welcome. Who, who are you, Ed? Uh, I'm Ed Nightingale. I am games reporter for Pink News. Um, and who have you been uh, reporting on today? Uh, well, before this, I did an interview with August Aiden Black, who plays Tyler in Tell Me Why. Uh, he was lovely. Um, he also has a very cute cat uh, and a very cute dog. So, Did you chat to him with webcam as well? He had a webcam. I had a webcam. Did you turn it on this time? I did turn it on this time. <laughs> okay, that's good. Oh, but yeah, he was. Was it just uh, you two? He was super cute. Oh, was it just you two? Uh, no, the PRs always join in the background, and then they're like, "You've oh. got fifteen minutes." Um, but no, they were all they were all very nice. So uh, yeah, I will be writing that up when I've got around to actually transcribing it at some point. Fantastic! Well, that's exciting. All the journalists and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's mm. been it's been a busy week. I'm exhausted. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. When are you, uh, what are you going to do this weekend? I'm hopefully, hopefully you're going to relax and I'm gonna just play chill and take a break from everything. I've got to do, so... What games are you reviewing at the moment? Um, what am I reviewing? Sounds like an exciting one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have two games to review. I've totally forgotten what they're called. One of them is an indie game. I think it's called Lost, Lost Pages or Lost Words. And it's like a puzzle platformer about uh -oh. sort of a, a sort of fairy tale story in books um and another oh, that one boring what you have to read in a like i play video games so i don't have to read i hate games like speaking of tell me why i love tell me why but there's that moment in it where you need to read a book to get to like solve a puzzle 
I don't I don't wanna No. <laughs> no, exactly. No, no reading. Don't make um, me read books. No, this is this is playing a book, not reading a book. Um Uh-oh. so there's that and then another one called Cozy Grove, which is a sort of Animal Crossing-esque life sim that I've heard has lots of diverse characters and is very cute. So I'm going to get stuck into that over the weekend. Well, so you're not playing any uh, normal games then? Normal games? <laughs> you mean you're not playing any games? Uh, oh, well, Outriders. dip into Monster Hunter, I'm sure. But we'll talk oh, about yeah. that in a minute. Games, games, games. What has been... Let's talk about what has been splitting our time. Because I've like this week I've done really nothing. Just chilled and relaxed. Ed. What has been splitting your time? And I, I, I think there's a game that I've actually got as well. Oh, for once. Um, Starland Wonderworld. Wonderwall? Wonderworld? Wonderworld. Yeah, well, we've got two games. Well, I have two games that have split my time. Um, one of which has been splitting both of our times. But I'm guessing we'll start with Balan Wonderworld, which I reviewed earlier this week. Um, yeah, it's a game that exists. Um Say, you, Ed, you're not, you're not being, you know, people here don't care about niceties and, and fancy words. You can just say it's shit. Have you ever played a game that has bored you to tears and made you want to claw your own eyes out? Because that's how I felt playing this. Oh, yeah, I played Dead by Daylight a few weeks ago. Okay, Dead by Daylight's like a 10 out of 10 compared to this. Um, wow, that is, <laughs> that is an insult to the make. These people, the developers of that game are turning in their graves and they're not even dead yeah so balan wonderworld um is a platformer and it is created by yuji naka who is the creator pardon (laughs) yuji naka naka stop trying to make someone's name into a rude joke it's surname n-a-k-a in yorkshire language and that's naka's yeah you got two but one a naka Kick him in the knackers. Moving on by Yuji Naka, who created Sonic the Hedgehog. And um, this sort of essentially looks like a Sega game, but it's got nothing to do with Sega. It's it's from Square Enix. Um, But because he designed it, it's got that typical Sega kind of feel of sort of oversized eyes and hands and legs. Um, And it's sort of, it feels almost like a spiritual successor to Nights into Dreams, which was a Saturn game uh, about flying with a flying jester. And this has a character in it called Balan, who is a very similar kind of character with a top hat. Um, the entire game, which I didn't clock until I was playing it, is that it is ultimately a musical, which on paper mm. is like dream game. Like it's a colorful platformer that's a musical. Um, and every single world is full of these critters and creatures that are all dancing in time to the music together. Um, Balan's like a sort of greatest showman ringleader who, mm-hmm. you know, that the who steers it all. The, the levels are in acts. Um, and the main mechanic of it is that you basically collect different costumes and the costumes relate to those dancing creatures in each level. And it gives you different powers. And the main thing of the game is that, like... It has the potential to be really interesting. It's got some really good ideas in there. But it's just... It is simplistic to the point of being patronising. Like, I mean, all the, what are the, what's the control scheme like? The entire game can be played with one button. One button does everything. 
you know what one? Do you know which button would be better? The off button. Quite. Did you put that in the review? No, but oh. I did put a Les Mis reference in. Um, so in case it got a little bit too, uh, you know, non uh, hipster. Far, far too highbrow. Far too highbrow. <laughs> yeah. um, Nobody that reads Pink News understands, you know, <laughs> high theatre. <laughs> Um, yeah, so you can basically use any button on the controller and it always does the same thing. Um, and that means that it, it basically is the action for that costume's power. And you're thinking, oh, these powers, these must be really interesting. No, they are literally variations on jumping or shooting. So like there is a sort of uh, like a wolf character that does a spin jump that's a bit like Crash Bandicoot or... There's a flutter jump that's like Yoshi, or, you know, there's a character that shoots fireballs like Spyro, um, or there's a character that's like a chess piece that shoots out bullets or something, and it shoots out bullets when you do not press anything. So you literally just put the controller down and it shoots stuff for you aiming automatically. Like, it is just patronizingly simple. Um, yeah. and just not, it's just not good design in any way. Like it's terrible. What about the, have you got the cardboard box power up? Uh, I mean, apparently I've, I've blocked most of this game from my memory, to be honest. I know I watched some, I think I mentioned it on the last podcast or another time, but some person was playing it and they were walking along a platform and then their superpower, the cardboard box thing just suddenly went in and that happened without them toggling it or turning it on and they just slid off the edge and fell off the world and died well there's another power that's like a cheater that literally speeds up your movement whenever it feels like it literally it says whenever it feels like it so you're running around and then you'll just randomly get a speed boost for no reason um that, that just feels like a developer issue oh is it because it doesn't feel like it fits in with the style or anything it's just like well it's we it's an interesting idea but toggle it it's just none of the none of the powers are particularly interesting. And if you if you're wearing a costume that is say a shooting power or something, it means you literally can't jump. So if you then want to, it's like a platform game. You want to jump, and you can't jump unless you switch to a different costume that enables you to jump. Like even Mario has two buttons. This is only one, and it's just it doesn't do anything creative with the costumes either. There's no interesting puzzles. And what's really frustrating about the structure of the game is that essentially getting to the end of each level is really simple. Like, it's, it's really not difficult. You, you, you have to fight a mini boss that literally goes down in three hits where you just press a button and jump on it. And it's, it's easy. Um, but in order to progress and unlock more levels, you have to collect trophies in the game that are all hidden around the levels. And they are surprisingly well hidden. But usually what you need are different powers to access them. And those powers are in later worlds. So it means you that you have to, to go back to previous levels to then unlock, you know, unlock new trophies. But it, the, the threshold for moving on to collect the, the, the number of trophies you need, you know, in a Mario game, it's the same. You need an X number of stars. But yeah. it's usually like you get a star for finishing the level, you get through them. It's sort of optional to collect extra Whereas here, you need a lot of trophies to be able to move on. So it forces you to go back and do the levels again when you're like, oh, I don't really know what trophy, what mm. costumes I need. So you can swap costumes, but it's all a bit of a faff. And it just, you end up repeating the same boring levels again and again. There's only so many mm. times I can hear the, like the song that they do at the end. They do a big like song and dance number. 
that's sort of really bizarre and I sort of love and hate in equal measure. Um, and it's sung in this weird, like, gibberish made-up language. And that's the other... Da- Danish. Way- I think it's Danish. It's not Danish, sadly. Oh. That would be much more interesting. Um, it's like a weird gibberish language. Um, or Welsh. Welsh. <laughs> no, it's made up. Um, yeah. and- Aren't all languages made up? This isn't based on one, let's say that. Um, so it's... it's and, and the rest of the cutscenes are all completely silent. It's like wordless storytelling. And actually, the cutscenes are quite well done. I think they were outsourced by someone else. Um, so the cutscenes are actually really well done CGI, but there's no words in any of the storytelling. And the idea is that you are going into other people's world to like help them with their demons. And it's like, oh, there's a diver who got bumped by a dolphin... Or there's a chess player who lost a match. Or, like, there's a there's a boy who wants to fly. Or a girl who no one likes her because she likes bugs. Great. <laughs> like, it's it's hardly like, oh my god, they're traumatised. Um, yeah. And bugs so you have books. to go and... It's Gemma. <laughs> you have to go and help them, basically, and, like, defeat the boss that's there in a demon. But, mm. like, because there's no words in any of the cutscenes, there's no storytelling so for a game that's more all about spreading joy and defeating demons it feels completely soulless like there is just nothing going on it's just just do not play this game like it it plays fine it's perfectly playable but it's not fun in any way (laughs) yeah video games that aren't fun not really well you know some games don't have to be fun but you want to have an experience you want to finish it feeling like you've experienced something and it doesn't sound like it's anything although i'd so I logged on to a, a website where that sometimes sends me keys for games and they had sent me a copy for this game. So I have it downloaded on my Switch. Whether I will even load it up for like 10 minutes. I might load it up for like 10 minutes or something. But that's it. So I had the choice of, of console and I said, can I get it on PlayStation, which I played on a PS5. So for me, actually it loaded really quickly and it ran really smoothly. So I didn't have any problems. I've heard that the Switch version has really long load times and doesn't run very well. Oh, so good luck with that. <laughs> Great, just to make it even better. You can wait two minutes or so every load time to play a game that is terrible. Enjoy. It will be last. Is it a kid's game? By the way, in future, we're going to be allowing, like, not allowing, <laughs> I'm not like that, but if you want to have any, if you have any questions about what we're talking about, we're going to interact with the chat a little bit more um, than, like, a, a monologue. So if anybody does have any questions... That we can, I mean, uh, I will ask. easily rant and just give you a mini review in, in an hour. Uh, but yeah, that's fine. tell me questions if, if you've got Mr. them. Mr. Weeble says, Shall we start a kid's game? Um, no. I mean, okay, I think platformers have a reputation for being kids' games because they're often cartoony and colourful and quite simple in the, same, in the sense of Mario is sort of a family game. It's for everyone. And this is going down the same route, but they just made it stupidly simple like it yeah there's just nothing to it there is no depth whatsoever luna says does raising uh the little chicken guys actually do anything i played the demo and it seemed interesting as a bare bones concept <laughs> like okay so in the levels there are these sort of colored teardrop gem things that you collect and when you go back to the hub world there are these little bouncing chickeny rabbit things and you can feed them the coloured gems. And the idea is that there is the Tower of Tits. They're called Tims. Because I think Tower I think of Tits. Tims. 
with an M, not the Tower of Tits. The Tower of Tits would be far more interesting. That <laughs> I would really be interested Balan in, in collecting. Filth. Yeah, Balan with just filthy, like, you know, you got the the cock gun, the Tower of Tits. <laughs> Something just, yeah, that would give it a bit of a soul, wouldn't it? Wow. Um, I, I would prefer filthy, that. filthy X-rated Balan. It's definitely a kid's game. Um, be, be anal. That's an acronym. Of Balan. Great. <laughs> Anal Balan, the world. More like Bernal. Um, uh, ooh, did you use that? Oh, I should have done that. I just thought oh. of it. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Bernal Wonderland. <laughs> Wonderworld. Damn it. That was a good headline. I should have used yeah. that. Um, yeah, anyway, you feed people these creatures. That read, people that read Pink News wouldn't understand that. Yeah. Um, you, you collect these, these gems, you feed them to the critters, and... When you get a certain number, it builds the Tower of Tims. Um, I mean, it just it doesn't explain any of that at all. It's literally trial and error to see what happens. So it's uh, it's not worth it. <laughs> Don't play banal Wonderworld. Also, why is it called Wonderworld, not Wonderland? Right? Yeah. Because it's made... I mean, it's, it's, it's not even Wonder... It's not... Uh. I can't World talk, it's so shit. Just don't play it. <laughs> well, you know what game I... Do you know what game's been splitting my time? The for like same a couple of me. hours last night. Oh. I spent two hours last night playing a game called Outriders. Because oh. that was another... Because I logged in and they were like, oh my God, they gave me a code for Outriders on PS5. And it's... I'm only like two hours in, but it's funny. It seems very much like... Yeah, people have been saying, oh, it's like a division. Oh, so it's like Destiny... It's like a Destiny style game. It's like the combat and stuff feels more like Gears, where it's a cover shooter and you're kind of everything's big and bulky and muscle and grrr, tits and that kind of stuff. Like mask Gears mask. of War. So your kind of yeah. game, right? It's, a it's game that for tops. kind of game. It's exactly that. I think that's why I like it so much. Yeah. It's a top game. And I'm so I've been playing that, but it's also like with a mix. It's got like a skill tree, like a huge skill RPG skill tree on it. You have different classes. Um, there's a huge emphasis on uh, multi on uh, multiplayer and co-op and that. But yeah, like I really like the opening bit. The opening bit kind of sets the scene really well and introduces you because you you're just you're going to this island uh, to this um, like you've ruined Earth, Earth destroyed, and you've been in cryo for 84 years as you've been sent out into space and you found this i uh, this planet. I keep saying island. I've been playing Animal Crossing too much. So it's and the bit- outer worlds then. Well, kind of, yeah, you go to this planet, but one thing I found, I was like, this planet that they land on, very much like Earth, like everything is there, they breathe fine, there's water, there's animals in there that kind of look quite similar to animals on Earth. It was, I don't know if there's a big twist at the end and they haven't actually left or something like that, but yeah, <laughs> but there that. is like a, there's like a big, like the game kind of turns on its head about an hour and a half in, um, and then it becomes like a bit Mad Max style, which is interesting. But um, I mean, you're not really like Mad Max style, not Mad Max as the gameplay. So I, I didn't hate it, but it's um. I'll I'll let you know. At the moment, I've just been doing some missions. I found it really weird. Like the so the class I've got, it just feels weirdly like kind of underpowered. Maybe I'm just not used to the weapons and stuff like that. Because I did a side quest and I had to drop it down to like the easiest mode because I just couldn't beat it. But I think that was because of my uh, class that I picked, which you can't go back and change. And, is uh, it? I mean, I'm guessing it's a it's a multiplayer shooter. So is it sort of designed that you should be playing with other people, and it's maybe not possible on your own? 
See, now you say that, Ed, thinking that might be what was the problem. Mm. But no, it said it scales when you've got more people with you. Okay. So it would have been harder if I had more people with me. But it was... Um, but apparently, yeah, Watermelon was playing it and did that fine in, like, t World Tier 3. But he had a different class. He played, like, the Pyromancer. Whereas I'm playing the Trickster, where I kind of slow time and can appear suddenly behind people, which is awesome, except for when they just turn around and burn me. Uh, so, yeah. Interesting. Hmm. It's, it seems fun. It's like the shooting seems quite good. Like it feels quite receptive. You know, you've got the haptic feedback on the, uh, on the controller on the PS5. Like the reloading screens are just instant, which is very, very nice. Um, it does feel a little bit kind of light. You know, when you, not light as in on content, but light as when you're moving your character around, you just kind mm. of move really fast. Like you're hovering around. Yeah, it's like this person built like a brick shit house. Why can I turn on a, you know, on a 20 pence coin? Is that the phrase or whatever? No, I don't think so. Turn, on, sure. a turn on a dime. Yeah, what's the British? Yeah, like you can just, and then you spin around. Is and it turn it, on a sixpence? Is it sixpence? Possibly. But yeah, you can anyway. spin around and all that stuff. And it, yeah, it just feels a little bit fast. For it's not. I don't want it to be like Red Dead Redemption where you're in like kind of gook. Just wandering around like a slug, but it does feel a little bit, uh, yeah, a little bit fast. What's our smallest coin? A five p. Turn around on a, a five pence. A oh, pence. sorry, I was thinking of like the least amount, and I was like, "There's a one p." <laughs> <laughs> the smallest coin, I think, is five p. Oh yeah, that's true. Uh, anyway. But yeah, it's. I'll play a bit more. Um, see how interesting it remains, but we'll see. It's got a skill tree that you use skill points to level up. And I've, I'm currently level five, but I haven't unlocked any skill points. So I'm not sure. I can see the skill tree, but I haven't unlocked any actual um, points yet. Interesting. Um, Turn on a dime. I, um, I have a question then. Mm -hmm. Yes, the Ed over there on the, on the right. Can we talk about Monster Hunter now? Go on then. I suppose that has been splitting our time. Did your review go up? It has gone up. The review's mm. gone up. It was a five out of five. Spoiler. Spoiler. Um, oh, I love Monster Hunter. Like, maybe it's just because Balan was so shit. <laughs> this just seems like the best game ever. <laughs> um, but yeah, oh, I love Monster Hunter. I love it so much. Um, my, my, one, my one flaw with it is that I feel like the sort of single player story element of it feels a bit short. Um, and I know that the story is not the main draw of a Monster Hunter game. And I know that after that point, it continues and there's, um, you know, there, there's loads more content left to do. So it's by no means the end of the game. Um, but I feel like the, the marshmallow that you eventually get to, um, I don't feel like the story's developed enough up to that point. So it doesn't feel like, oh, here's a big climactic ending it sort of just sort of goes it's another monster and then it just carries on so i don't feel like it it tells a satisfying tale um but However, i also appreciate that you don't play a monster hunter game for the story yeah but also didn't they say that it was kind of unfinished in that way and they're going to release a load of free updates oh there's, there's more coming monsters in... coming even like next month they're like yep we're adding yeah. more monsters there's more stuff this coming. month oh yeah it's april even now this, it is april Shit. now yeah, that it seems quick. like they're 
I think, didn't they admit, though, that they had kind of, like, COVID and stuff had caused it to, has caused them to kind of be a little behind on it? But it was... Maybe. Yeah, apparently Neuroxin says uh, Monster Hunter World's Endgame was not fully fleshed out at launch either. It's like something that they add to it as it develops. Oh, I mean, I played that a little after it came out, so I don't quite remember what that was like. I mean, I remember, again, it was like, you've got your sort of story that ends, Mm. and then there's a load of extra stuff afterwards. But I think in World, you have to have beaten every monster at least once as part of, like, you have to do every single quest. Whereas here, the quests are divided by level, but you only have to actually finish maybe three or four of them in order to jump up to the next level, which means you're actually missing out on a lot of monsters. Um, So yeah, I would recommend if you're playing it, make sure you do all of the quests in each each band, um, because otherwise you're missing out on half the content. But you do them later, don't you, in like higher rank? Yeah, you can do them again later. Like, it's fine. But I guess if you want to stretch it out. And I think because the the hunts themselves are a lot shorter than World, I mean, I, I'm not going to go into detail about the differences because I could chat on for hours. But I think one of the big differences is that the, the hunts themselves are a lot shorter. So in World, it was sometimes like 40, 45 minutes hunting a, hunting a monster um, mm. that just felt like a slog. And because you have to repeatedly do them to grind for monster parts... It just feels like it feels like oh god I've got to do this again and again. Mm-hmm. Whereas this time it's like ten minutes, bam, done. Which a makes grinding easier, but it also means that you whip through the story a lot more quickly. Um, but I think I prefer that. It just feels more manageable. It yeah. feels like um, it's a perfect length, I think. Yeah, for like a hunt, ten minutes. We love the perfect length. Um, <laughs> ten minutes is perfect. Just don't want any more. <laughs> ten minutes, bosh, done. But <laughs> I'm <I> out. <laughs> But not just not just like the fact that monsters can be beaten quite quickly, but there's a few things. The maps are feel short, feel smaller. Um, also, you can ride your dog, and also there's like a grappling hook mechanic, which is so you just you can get from one side of the map to the other in three minutes. Yeah, like it doesn't you you there's no place that's completely out of bounds as well. I mean, at the end of the day, you spend the opening of the game designing not only your own character but a dog and a cat that you then get to fight alongside and ride throughout the game. Like, yes. what's not to love about that? Exactly. It's, And also your character looks amazing. Debatable. Is it too twinky for you? <laughs> Need more. You're more into the, what's the name of the guy that stands in front of the burning gates? I can tell that's your style. You would, actually, you would love the, you'd love my character in uh, Outriders. He's like proper daddy. That's not what we're discussing here. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't deny it. <laughs> I'll send you pictures later. Thanks. Um, <laughs> but no, I am. I'm just. I'm loving this game. Like, there's just so much to it. It's just, mm. and and I guess in a way, it's sort of repetitive. But I think that the core gameplay of just hunting monsters and wearing their skins itself is just such a core. Yeah. As a core gameplay, is just so addictive. Um, Someone was, was talking about like how it's just. It's similar to a survival game. Like you go and you hunt and then you use the materials that you find from that hunt to whatever it is to build a you know, to build or to wear whatever it is. And I yeah, someone was like, Is it like is it like that kind of stuff? Or is it like that kind of game? And I was like, Well, not really, because you're only using it to make armor to be stronger and to, you know, face tougher enemies. But it is still that kind of, yeah, you're grinding. You can grind, you can get whatever you want in that game. You can create that armor set and you can and it's your choice. And you can okay, I want the whole armor set from this monster, so I'm going to go and beat it three times 
and focus on its tail or whatever so that hopefully bits of that will will help you so i just i don't know i really like that kind of you can choose what you do or you choose what kind of things you have yeah um pete random says are the maps a good size being a bit smaller i wondered if that would be a downside I think they are a bit smaller than world, but not massively. They're still, I still feel like the maps mm. are very intricate and they're very vertical. It's not like it's a flat area. Like there are loads of levels. It's still very easy to get lost in, in a good way. Um, so a little smaller, but I think the game as a whole, I think everything about the game is smaller. The monsters are slightly smaller. The hub world is smaller. The individual worlds are smaller, but because of that, it just feels more manageable. Yeah. And I remember one part of it. I hated it in... Uh, there was this certain level in Monster Hunter World where you were in the, like, mud and you were really slowly moving in that. Like, there's none of that. They'll, they they don't try and restrict you from getting from one place to the other. You can go straight over it or not. Like, often when I'm playing with friends, I because I'm always using the grappling hook, I can get somewhere super quickly. Because you've got wall running. I mean, there's Monster Hunter's wall running in this game. You've got your grappling hook. You've got your dog. There's so much... Um, I need to like work out how to get because you can use your grappling hook. I think if you get knocked down by the monster, so even if you're getting knocked down, you're not just down for ages. You can get straight back up. It's just it's a much quicker, much faster game. Um, and I don't, yeah, I don't think the having the smaller maps is a downside. And you said there's more verticality. There is, but I remember in Monster Hunter World there was a lot of verticality. There was, I think it was the first map that had, if you saw the monster was in like the middle of the map, you it could be really ridiculously high up that you had to then go and find vines to climb and it was at the very very top of this hill or it could be kind of underneath this tree it like there was so much room where it could be on the map and you had no idea where it was and and i also like as well that you can tell where the monster is right away you don't need to always look for the tracks and then you because that's what they had in the last one (laughs) yeah like trying to find the track show me the monster and let me kill it that's all i'm interested in i don't need all this other stuff and i think I mean, you know, if there's any any newcomers listening or in chat, it's still quite a tricky game to get into. It's not, mm. I think, be- because I, I played, I hadn't played one before World, but I played quite a bit of World, a good, like, 60 hours or so, I'd say. So for me, jumping into this just felt very familiar. Um, I think a lot of it is streamlined, but it's still not that great at explaining things. So mm. if you are a total newcomer, then there are definitely things to get to grips with at the beginning. But if you stick with it and and get through that, um, mm. and I think especially if you find a weapon that you like, because um, yeah. there are there are so many different weapons, they all control differently, which feels a bit overwhelming. But when you find one that clicks with you, you're yeah. you, like you're away. I mean, I played World with the bow, so I've jumped straight into this with a bow, and again, it feels immediately familiar, um, mm. and I, I'm just going straight through it. But I should probably experiment a bit more. Yeah, I mean, I I played a lot of World with the hammer. And I enjoyed it, but I, I got frustrated so much because I would learn like these cool trick moves and I'd end up spinning through the air and then completely miss the monster. And it used to just get me annoyed. And then at the very, very end, I switched to dual blades and started learning them a little bit and then stopped. But then, so, but this time around, I started with the dual blades and oh, it, they control so, so well for me. And actually, I went back to the hammer. I was like, I'm going to try and see if I can remember and play the hammer. Unfortunately, I went to face um, Megalomania with the hammer. Um, barely made any damage got destroyed the mission ended because we got game over i was like i think i'll go back to the to the dual blades and then we beat him yeah so it was uh yeah there's definitely some if you're playing it and you're not enjoying the combat try a different weapon yeah 
And the wire bugs add extra moves as well. Like I've unlocked a cool move where I launch myself upwards and then like rain arrows down and then slam down and it just looks cool. Mm. It does tons of damage and I just, I feel amazing doing it. It's all good. Yeah, I've got dual blades where I unlocked some kind of ability. Yeah, it's cool that you unlock those abilities. I unlocked one where I go into this beast mode and I launch myself in the air and then I like spin and attack the monster and I was facing the like pretty much the end boss or the end, even though it wasn't the end, it was in a, it was in a multiplayer one, which we'll talk about in a second. But I was, I spent nearly all the time above the monster, just attacking it on top. Like I wasn't, I didn't even touch the ground. I was just constantly going all the way down its spine, attacking it with, uh, with these dual blades. And it just, you just feel so powerful. And so it just, and especially if you, cause I'm playing it on a pro controller. And if you get like a good combination, it properly vibrates like the controller. It just reacts so well with what you're, with what you're attacking and, and, yeah, you can monitor what you're doing, even though anybody watching you is like, what the hell's going on here? Because it's just lights and numbers and slashes and things like that. Also, we haven't talked about the Cat Canteen, which is amazing and has an adorable song that you have to sing along with every single time. Man, you man, you man. Bunny Dango. I always get my Bunny Dango. That's actually quite uh, impressive. Okay, Could you sing the one from the, the words? Just the can tune. You do the, well, next week. Can you do the one from the uh, the pet area? Because that song was really addictive, and I can't remember what it's like. I, oh. I couldn't even sing it. Have you been to the pet area? Yeah, but I don't remember a song. We're oh, just walking around. I know oh, it's not a song there, but oh. like just the the pet area where you oh, get the, you mean. like Fine. the actual music is. It's not quite on a bar with Lahi, which you won't actually get because you haven't got that part in Final Fantasy XIV yet. But it's still quite a, an iconic music part. Interesting. Jeff Brutlager has a question, says, Ed, oh my God, when are you dropping your debut album on Spotify? Um, tomorrow, actually. It's uh, New Music Friday. Um, that was a little New taster. Music. Yeah. Brilliant. Enjoy that. Um, apparently, Pete says, Dover Daddy ruined the image of them mixing up the Dango. Oh, no. Don't tell me what that. He... I don't want it ruined. <laughs> tell us what it I, What was it again, Pete? I can remember being disgusted by it, but I can't remember exactly what it was. They're cute dumplings and cute cats with bunny ears on the dumplings. I will not hear anything else. I refuse. Yeah, he, he said something slightly disgusting. And uh, I can't remember what it was, but don't worry. We'll hopefully find out in just a second and I'll be able to ruin it for you. Please don't. Yeah, no, I like I do like a bit of bunny dango. Yeah, apparently they're a real thing. I need to go. And, I need to look them up and, and make them. Yeah, and they're not made from bunnies, uh, which because we did Probably wonder a for a while. They're good, yeah, bunny bunny dumplings. Anyway, <laughs> bunny dumplings. What do you think of the way that the story and the multiplayer missions are separate? Um. I mean, I guess on world, it meant that you could get, um, what I did yeah. not need to read is the word cummy. Yeah. Thank you for that. Don't want them cummies. <laughs> yeah. Hammering those cummies. Um, in world, you could basically, you could do like an SOS and you could get people in to help you on, on a single player mission if you were struggling. Whereas here you sort of have to focus on it on your own. Um, and the multiplayer is totally separate. Um, which I don't know. I quite, I found world quite tricky to get people in. Um, oh God! 
Whereas this feels a bit easier that you're like, okay, well, I focus on these missions and I just do that. And it's definitely more fun with friends. Um, oh but you're sort of forced to go through the single player first, really. It's weird because I didn't. <laughs> so I went into the hub quest and I've been leveling up my hub quest rank and I faced and beat Megalomania in the hub quest because there are village quests and hub quests. Yeah, the village quests you must do solo. Hub quests you do as a group. You can do them solo, but apparently they're really difficult and I haven't even tried. Um, but yeah, you can do those, uh, the hub quests, which seem to kind of mirror pretty much the village quest, but without the story. So yeah, we we beat Megalomania, got the stuff. It's quite interesting because I went and got, yeah, beat this really, really tricky one. I got a piece of armor from it. Uh was all, you know, yeah, beaten him. And then I went and played some single player and I was doing some kind of special mission. And then this evil, this big one that I had already beaten appeared and we ran away from it and just escaped. And then I was talking to the characters around there and they're going like, we don't know where he is. We're going to have to start planning. But first we need to defeat this person if we want a chance at being able to beat the ultimate monster guy. And I was like, well, I've just beaten him. I've already unlocked the map where we go and uh, kill him. So uh, yeah, it didn't really make sense. <laughs> but it means I'm a bit OP anyway now. Fine. Uh, King James says, will you ever play some Phasmophobia together? I haven't downloaded it. I probably should. Have you got it? No. Oh. Well, yeah, you'd have to buy it first. That requires money. <laughs> mm -hmm. Also, I don't want Ben doing creepy voices in the mic at me. I mean, he does that all the time on this podcast, but I don't need it anymore during a game. Yeah. Gemma says, um, Phasmophobia is a terrible game and no one should play it. And Gemma will be playing. The mods will be playing with me on cam at some point during the 100 days of stream. So that'll be fun. There you go. Uh, we've spent far too long talking about Monster Hunter, but it was definitely worth it. Shall we split yeah. some headlines that I definitely split came up headline. with 40 minutes ago and haven't really looked at? And I haven't seen them. And while I do that, let me go and, well, the dog's wandering around. So if I if I just get up and wander off, that's why. Cool. I'll just do this segment. If you just want to go and have a little break, um, fine. <laughs> Doing a bit of yoga and his bum's pulsing, so. Oh, I did not need that image. <laughs> Poor Atty. Let him pulse his bum outside. Anyway, yeah. Go let him out. Going, no, it's okay. He's going over there. Okay. He'll hold it in. He if can, he doesn't, then, uh, oof, well, I'll be. He I'll can be the split himself that's... while we split some headlines. Oh, no. <laughs> Dear me. <sighs> so, the first headline is that Mario is dead. Oh, my God. I read that. Yeah. Yeah, I um, read that on the. On the news. He's uh, he's not actually dead. Um, but sure? <laughs> sadly not. That's, that's come as news to me. <laughs> yeah. No, he was. it was trending on Twitter. Basically, um, last year was the 35th anniversary of Mario. And uh, Nintendo released the 3D All-Stars collection and also the Mario 35 Battle Royale. And they were limited time releases that as of yesterday, yesterday was the last day you could get them. And they've now been wiped off the eStore. Um, and you can't get them anymore. And they're also not making any new versions, which means I'm really happy that I pre-ordered it, get it on day one, and I can sell it on eBay when it's worth something. Um, so, yeah, basically it's a really cynical move on Nintendo's part to get people to buy the game while it's available. And now clearly everyone's going to sell them on eBay and make loads of money. Mm. How old is Mario? How old would you say Mario is? Um, do you mean as in the character or as in the, the game, character. which I literally just told you? I know, you know, I know that. I'm not that, 
not that dense. Uh, how old would you say the character is? Oh, he's about 40, 45. Nintendo claims that Mario is 26 years old. Fuck off. So that means his first game came out before he was born. He is not works. that young. 26. Wow. Mm. Wow. There you go. Very successful already. Could you jump? Can you jump that high now? I bet you could when you were 26. Absolutely not. I couldn't do anything that high. Plumbers are never 26. <laughs> they, they skip that year. Yeah, clearly. Mm. Um, also out this week for you Animal Crossing fans are the Sanrio Amiibo cards, which are now available in the UK. And I believe I you got them. some. I did, and they're sold out now. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> Brilliant. And they're probably they're identical to the ones that came out for New Leaf. Oh, so they're not even different or interesting? No. Great. Well done, Nintendo. Yeah, they're the same cards, but you um, yeah, you just scan them in and it comes out with new stuff. Great. So that was worth... How much did you spend on yours? Five pounds. Oh, I thought so it was wait. a bargain. Yeah. yeah. Someone was like, you can get them for 50 cents per card. And I was like, well, I got six official cards for five pounds. So it's like, it's pretty much... I, I, you know, I'm quite happy to have... I'm fine with paying five pounds. Does that mean you can get the butthole rug now? I've already got the butthole rug. Huffle Truffle very kindly sent it oh, to me. Very nice. Also, had you ever? I'd never heard of the company Sanrio before this. Had you heard of, well, of it as the company Sanrio? Yes. I go into like fashion and London and all that stuff. But like fashion and London about like, a toy cartoon company from Japan. I know, but San, Sanrio is to me is like. Apparently, it only exists really in the US and Japan. Okay. I've heard of Hello Kitty, but I've never heard of Sa San, Rio, San Marino. That's all I can hear. San Thanks, Wesel. Now that's stuck in my head. Okay, so I'll confess, I hadn't heard of the San Rio. I'd heard of Hello Kitty, but I hadn't oh, heard yeah. of San Rio until I watched a Netflix show called The Toys That Made Us. Oh. And they go through different toy trends, like Star Wars toys and he-man and transformers and lego and stuff like that and it's a really good show it's really funny it's really well edited but there is a whole episode about sanrio and it tells you, you told about, me about this before. i think i have and i told you to watch it and you ignored me as you always do um <laughs> then but, i heard the word sanrio and i was like oh i've never heard of that word before <laughs> no um but it tells you all about hello kitty and how that started the company and then all the other characters that they made it's a really good show go and watch it and it also taught me all about Gudetama, who is my favourite. My favourite Sanrio the, the character. Assholes. He's a lazy oh, egg. That's right. And he sleeps yeah, under bacon. There you go. Wow. That is, um, Moni says, Moni's, Moni's come out fighting. Bullshit. There's a Sanrio store in Hamburg. Oh, wait, there 25 years ago. I don't think there is any more. <laughs> anyway, so Sanrio is a thing. Ben, please go and look it up. Um, also, is, in... is Sanrio, that's one, yeah. Don't they like, is it like a Japanese thing that like assholes are on, like they show buttholes? Is that just a Sanrio thing or is that like a, a Japanese thing? Well, buttholes do exist outside of Japan. They do, but like having buttholes on things like it's no well she must be because like um story of seasons we've got the fox and the fox has got the butthole right like look down and look at your dog is there a butthole yes yes but if i was making it's pulsing. I don't know, video game characters don't normally have like a cartoony video game characters don't normally have buttholes imagine if crash bandicoot had a butthole 
I'd love that. Why not? Okay, it's a Japanese thing. It's uh, okay. It's like an anime, and they have an X for butthole. See, there we go. Answer. <laughs> you wanted an answer from me? <laughs> I wanted to know, yeah, because then if I if I want to draw assholes on things, I'll be like, it's, it's you know, it's a style. Sanrio does not have buttholes, I believe. But the the one that looks like Isabel bending over with a freaking chocolate starfish there, that is um, that is a Sanrio item. Kawaii buttholes, that's what, okay, is that what it's called? Yes, kawaii. Kawaii? Means, means cute. Oh. Cute buttholes are awesome, says Jinx. Yeah. Spoken like a true top. <sighs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so there was a rumor, <laughs> moving on, there was a rumor last week and it's now confirmed as true that Sony are closing their digital stores for PS3, PSP and the Vita, um, which is closing on, uh, the PS3 store on the 2nd of July, uh, and the Vita store on the 27th of August. So basically means that you can't download any games. If you've downloaded games, you can re-download them, but you can't buy new games, um, and basically loads of people are pissed off, partly because it's just bad for game preservation, but also there are developers who have created games on these systems that now no one's going to be able to buy and they're going to lose out on money. Um, now, th- I've seen free. a few articles saying, hey, here are the best games you should download that are exclusives um, that I haven't written, but go find one. Um, I'm sure there are some interesting games, but go have a look through the stores, uh, see if there's anything that you There is. That you there's want. a game that I freaking love. That's on there. And what's that? Um, actually, I don't know. No, because it's like a sequel or a spin-off of a game that I love. Loco Roco. Oh, yeah. Do you ever play Loco Roco? I never had a PSP. Oh, what? No. Call yourself a gamer. I know. I couldn't afford one. They're too expensive. Yeah. Oh, I had a PS. I loved Loco Roco. We had to tilt the balls and roll the balls together. And they get big. They become big balls. It's a game about balls, of course. Yeah. <laughs> The one game I wanted to play on PSP was Patapon. Hey. No? No. Oh. So it's like a rhythm game and you've got these little tribal people and you have to like uh, sort of make them sing and march in order to do stuff. So you have to time the buttons to do like pon, pon, patapon, hitting different anim- different buttons and then they all march in time and kill stuff. It's like a sort of puzzly strategy music thing. God, you were pretentious at like six years old were you right <laughs> firstly yes <laughs> and secondly this was like 10 years ago it's not that young oh okay we definitely that's 10 years ago you're older than me by a year yes still old he'll always be he'll always uh, be older than me and our our last our last headline uh sega is metacritic's game publisher of the year so that means that oh. Sega have the games with the highest ratings on Metacritic, which is basically down to Persona 5 Royale, and, or Royal Royale, um, mm. and Yakuza 0, um, which means that Both they great. basically 95% of uh, Sega's games were judged good, and 0% were bad. So there you go. Mm. And they were followed by Annapurna Interactive, who we all know make excellent, excellent games. Have they ever released a game that was kind of middling? Maybe, was Donut County really popular? I think it did quite well. I've heard mixed things about Maquette, which is the current PS Plus game. Oh, is that Annapurna? Yeah, Um, okay, no, I have heard mixed things. I didn't realise that was Annapurna. Which, um, extra headline, um, that is uh, leaving next week, 
and Oddworld Soulstorm is the new the new big game on PS Plus next week. I read about that on Pink News. Ah, look at you. <laughs> I didn't actually. I posted the image and someone was like, Ed's already written about this. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> well, fuck well, you. Random Pastor, thank you very much for Thanks posting for that support. link in the Discord. <laughs> well, obviously someone didn't check in the Discord today, otherwise they'd have seen all that drama. Of course. Of course. Anyway, that were the headlines very quickly. <laughs> Marketing chat said, look at Ben reading. Oh, wait, no, maybe not. <laughs> Let's not go there. Um, so, what's been splitting opinions this week? Oh, I'm excited about this one. Well, as we had a long discussion about how shit Balan Wonderworld is, um, <laughs> and have the whole splitting opinions about Balan Wonderworld. <laughs> That's not a split opinion. It's just a general fact um, that it's it's not good. Um, you know, and there are lots of other platformers out at the moment or coming out soon. We thought we would have a chat around our favourite platform games. And if you're not familiar with platform games, they're basically games about jumping. They're games for children. No. <laughs> no. Okay, <laughs> no. <laughs> That's right. Yes. I, I absolutely love platformers. What was your first platform game, man? Oh, oh, oh. So I could honestly talk for hours about platformers, All about how much I ago. freaking love platformers. One of my first ever game that I got when I got my PlayStation 1 at Christmas, you know, the story when I got the PlayStation 1, it was a surprise and I was sick. You threw up everywhere. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Um, Rayman. Ooh. It was Rayman. And I had the original Rayman disc and you could put the disc in a hi-fi when people had hi-fis and it would play the soundtrack, like the 1890 track soundtrack on that. Ooh. Isn't that and game Rayman super was, hard? It, yeah, yeah. Oh god, I, yeah, I know. <laughs> there was a cheat code that I found after a few weeks and that's how I played most of the levels. Um, but yeah, it was really, really, really difficult. And then I kind of, I then played games and enjoyed them. I always enjoyed games and playing them and Crash Bandicoot. I loved Crash Bandicoot 2 and 3. In fact, my friend from across the road, um, we used to kind of like compete to see who would try and finish Crash Bandicoot first. And, and he came over. Well, yeah, I guess I deleted his save file when he brought his memory card over. <laughs> so you cheated? I still won. <gasps> I still won. Wait, why am I surprised? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, and I remember, I think his mum called my mum. <laughs> yeah. I think that story, file. that story is He's actually in Kotaku. That story is in Kotaku because um, who somebody was, oh, what's his name? The um, the guy with Curly, Patrick. Um, Klepek? Klepek? Yeah, Patrick Klepek. He, he asked for some stories and I, I said that and he put it in, in Kotaku. Oh, Honestly, yeah, if someone no, and, did that to me, I would murder them. <laughs> yeah, I think he was about to. That's why his mum called. Uh, ben confirmed as a poo head. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what a wanker. Exactly. Great. It was, but I won. Um, and then, like, the next big, big... Like, I've got platformers to kind of punctuate or to, like, different parts of my, like, gaming life. And the one that I remember more it's than a anything... Story. That I love more than any, I think, was Jack and Daxter. I knew you were going to bring that up. I fucking love Jack and Daxter. <laughs> it's just, it even holds up now. They brought out like an HD version. It didn't even have much of a, an upscale, but it still looked and played brilliantly. And yeah, I really, really, if anybody hasn't played Jack and Daxter, just play the, is it PS3 or is it PS4? I'm not, I think it might even be PS3. 
like upgrade maybe, it came on ps2 maybe I i've got the original on ps2 and i haven't played two or three no two or three don't bother yeah i know people love those ones certain ones but no jack and daxter one and i remember loving it and i ended up trying to get 100 percent, but the game glitched and i could only it only came up with like 99 percent um but i loved jack and daxter and then the most recent platformer that i have loved and has gone up there in like my top 10 of games of all time is celeste which is a very 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 tricky one but one that rewards you and you it feels more like a puzzle game than a platformer because you all you know you you look at a screen they're called screens because you like the levels can take a while they can take either 15 minutes or they can be three hours depending on which one you're on but it kind of saves it on every screen so you have to get from one part of the screen to the other um and you look at it and sometimes you just look at it and go okay i'm going to try this will that work no okay and you it's more like a puzzle on how to get from one side to the other and um that's what i liked about it because there were only eight directions there were only like it was kind of limited number of things that you can do there were no enemies really um apart from just a couple of times and it was just mainly more of a, a puzzle game but it was one that was really tricky and every time you died you just popped up again at the screen so you could get to get to the next screen you it would probably take you what about three seconds maybe maybe 10 seconds possibly if you're kind of um re requiring to wait for something but it's just so fast you're learning constantly and it puts you back right at the start if well it puts you back at the beginning of the screen as soon as and like ready to uh uh ready to like just try again see i should really play i should go back and play more of celeste because i appreciate that it's very important it has a trans character as a lead which is great um, and it's all about sort of overcoming hardship to make it to the top of the mountain. And I got bored halfway through and essentially jumped off. I was like, I'm, I'm done. Um, I just found it really frustrating. And I think from what you said, think of it as a puzzle game. I think mm -hmm. I need to get my anger in check and not get annoyed. There's only, <laughs> yeah, there's only eight control, like eight directions. It's either, there's not like, like I played Hollow Knight afterwards and I just didn't enjoy it. Um, there's a few reasons I didn't enjoy it, but like I, I didn't want all this freedom where I could move my character in the air and stuff. Like it, it just felt like they gave me too much freedom. That was not what oh, I was nice. looking for. Yeah, it's just but not anyway. my thing. Yeah. So my first platformer was Sonic the Hedgehog on the Master System, which I was obsessed with as a kid. I was a huge, huge Sonic fan. Um, I used to like draw pictures of Sonic all the time. I wrote stories about him. I read. Do I had so many copies of Sonic the Comic. That was my favorite magic magazine. Um, Do you still have those stories back home? I think my parents might have thrown them out when they moved house. Damn it. Yeah, sad times. Um, great. But uh, nice. no, I loved Sonic. So Sonic was what got me into games. It got what is what got me into platformers. Um, I also had on the Master System um, Mickey Mouse Castle of Illusion, which is an incredible game. It was so good. Um, like just going through these like themed worlds, all like Disney themed. Um, brilliant game um and i think you know during that era there were so many colorful cartoon platformers so many like disney games um like that was definitely like the thing at the time and then what really blew my mind was having played loads of those games was then going to a friend's house who had an n64 and my sonic fanfic was not dirty thank you very much <laughs> it was very clean i was about six <laughs> There's a reason it's called Knuckles. 
the reason it's called Tails. <laughs> I cannot with you. I absolutely cannot with you. And the reason he's called Eggman. A, we had a, no. We had a conversation yesterday about how in Spanish they say eggs instead of balls. And when they're talking dirty, they might say, hey, I'm, I, like you, I want you to fondle my eggs. And you're like... <laughs> <laughs> Prepare yourself if you're going to, you know, have a, have a night with a Spaniard, allegedly. Yeah, they might scramble your eggs. <laughs> don't, yeah, don't. You don't want that. No. No. Just a, a, little, a little over easy. That's what you need. Oh, sunny side up. Anyway, um, <laughs> yes, I went to a friend's house and he was playing Mario 64 and I'd like never seen a 3D game. And having played Mario Land 2, Six Golden Coins on the Game Boy that was also amazing, then seeing Mario in 3D, don't give me that look, um, <laughs> seeing, Mario, <laughs> <laughs> seeing Mario in 3D literally like blew my mind. Um, and from then on, I was like, right, I need to play this game. I need to get this console. So I got it for my birthday a couple of months later. And with my birthday money, I bought Banjo-Kazooie, which is one of my all-time favorite platform games. Uh, um, I just know that from Halunki. Yeah. never played it. Banjo-Kazooie is amazing. It took the formula that Mario 64 came up with and then like made a better game with it. Um, so Banjo-Kazooie is better than Mario? Um... Kind of. It's better than Mario 64, I think. Maybe. it's. It feels like more of an adventure. There's more detail to the worlds. Um, Mario's is classic and literally like defined gaming from then onwards, basically. Um, but Banjo-Kazooie just felt more adventurous. Um, it's got great music, great characters. It feels a bit more puzzly, like having to collect the, um, the jiggies, the jigsaw pieces. Um, Yuffin says the big shark scared me. That shark scared the absolute shit out of me when I was a kid. Like, there's a, there's a couple of levels where this shark, if you're in the water too long, will literally come and eat you. And it absolutely scared the shit out of me. Um, but that Banjo-Kazooie is phenomenal. Um, and I think since then, I mean, 3D platformers especially dropped off, but we've seen a bit of a rise with, with them now. I think, you know, Ratchet and Clank has become huge. Um, I think Jack and Daxter was pretty big as well, though, at the time. It was, but Ratchet and Clank has definitely taken over from Jack and Daxter now, I think, as, like, the now prime Sony platformer. Yeah, they came out at the same time, didn't they? I think, well, roughly the same time, Jack yeah. and Daxter and Ratchet and Clank. And then, like, yeah, that that's one which I didn't even... I didn't mention in the other ones, but Ratchet and Clank, the remade one, is probably the closest to giving me the same feeling as Jack and Daxter did at the time. Like, it is brilliant it's yeah. got comedy it's fun it's enjoyable to play oh i love absolutely love the new jack and daxter and i'm really looking forward to rift apart as well coming soon mm. that's going to be great but yeah and we've had revivals of crash and spyro and you know mario's still going strong you know we we love mario mm. um so you know i think there are we're definitely in a bit of a revival of platform games, which is cool. And maybe that's just a nostalgia oh, yeah. thing of people, you know, growing up with these games and now they're sort of re-releasing them and bringing them back around. Time to remake Gex. I never played Gex. I loved Gex because you could climb on the walls and you could literally go anywhere because you were on the walls. And to me, that was like, that was just mind-blowing. Like, oh my God, I can actually walk. I'm not restricted to this kind of 
tunnel, like in a crash game, I can walk anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Should we see what people have said in the dick sword? Go on then. Um, I need to actually open it. Oh, I really want to play um, Ori. That's Ooh, the game I really Ori's play. brilliant. Isn't the original one quite difficult though? Um, yes. <laughs> okay, I'll play the second one then, because I hear that's better. Mm, I don't know. I think they're both they're both mm. quite tricky, to be honest. Seeing your excitement as well for Mario when it was in 3D after playing it in 2D for so long is how I, atop, uh, felt like when I was playing GTA 3 for the first time. Like GTA, I remember when GTA 3 first came out and I was just like, oh my, I didn't do anything. I just drove around the city like a life simulator. Cool story. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Whipple says, favorite platformer, any Oddworld game? Well, there's a new one next week. Uh, I'm probably seeing this through rose tinted glasses, but the story and gameplay really resonated with me back then. I'm really looking forward to Oddworld Soulstorm. Um, I think... The thing with Oddworld is that it's a platformer, but it's also a puzzle platformer. And I think platformers have really branched off in different areas. And we've got so many puzzle platformers now that that's almost its own mini genre, really. I don't. I just find it so grim and depressing and blah. You could fart and make green gas come out of your pants, which is cool. But that's true. They're very like, funny they're though. Just, yeah, I think you've got I've his mouth really sewn shut. I don't know. Ravi Lavi, uh, favorite platformer is Banjo-Kazooie, Banjo-Tooie. Excellent choice. The first one I remember playing is the original Mario Brothers for the NES. That being said, I've never actually liked any Mario games. The only one I own is Mario Kart 8. Controversial. Mario Odyssey was really, really good. Bit of a little bit short. Yeah, like, I think playing 3D All-Stars reminded me how much I do love Mario 64. And I think it's the nostalgia talking that makes me love it. So I think Galaxy's objectively maybe the best okay throwing that out there mm. um amanda says it's donkey kong for me all day er day and porsche also oh. says favorite platform is donkey kong 64 i did remember playing that there were so many collectibles though i don't think i ever finished it because i just got a bit tired i mean you were talking about burnout the other day i think i got burned out on donkey kong 64 just collecting all the different coins and, and everything it was it was a lot it's interesting because, yeah, you obviously had Nintendo consoles. I had PlayStation with no Nintendo, so we've obviously got different kind of platform games that we've grown Taste. up with. Exactly. Yeah. Random Pasta. Um, I haven't played that many platformers since the Sega Mega Drive days. One of my favorite games was Quackshot, a Donald Duck platformer. Uh, if Donald Duck wasn't in the game, I don't think I would have liked it as much. I'm just looking at some PlayStation 1... Uh... Uh, platformers, see if I recognise any. Just mainly Spyro. Yeah. Neuroxen says, Does Mega Man count? Because I used to be a big fan of those. I think what's interesting is that back in like the 80s and 90s, kind of every game was a platformer because it was mm. around jumping and it was side scrolling. So everything was kind of a platformer. But I I guess in some ways it's more of a shooter. Or you is it like Toomba? Remember Toomba? Toomba. No, I've, I've seen videos of that. Toomba was great. So colourful and Pink. Um, I A I I don't know. Um, it says my favorite platform is hardest to make, but I think I come back to Psychonauts the most. Uh, that counts, right? That definitely counts. I wasn't. I only played Psychonauts last year, and I wasn't the biggest fan. But it has a very particular. Um, you said it was shit to me, Ed. <laughs> Did I? <laughs> it has a very particular style and sense of humor that i think you have to really click with and it didn't quite 
click for me. Hmm. I think oh, it's yeah, a... Gary had a darkness. Yeah. Oh, That's yeah. what I just said. I think um, Psychonauts is interesting because it's about going into people's minds and understanding their thoughts. And actually, like, Balan Wonderworld does exactly the same thing, which I think is a really interesting choice. Um, but it's just very quirky, Psychonauts. Mm, the Metroidvanias. Vanias. I always feel like a platformer would mean you had to jump. Well, yeah, like, again, Metroidvanias sort of sort of, I guess started as like a platformer in a way because there are platforms and you jump a lot but I guess they're more about exploring a world than just jumping through levels yeah I would argue no uh, Annie also others? loves Celeste Celeste is good Celeste has amazing like not just the style and the the gameplay itself but like the story the music um and the law behind it as well is really interesting if you get into that. Lots of wonderful representation. Absolutely. Uh, Jinx also says Donkey Kong, uh, Donkey Kong 64, uh, which explains the homage in Minecraft. Uh, Jackie B um, started by Ratchet and Clank on the PS4, and I'm really enjoying it a lot. Please Brilliant. continue enjoying it. It is an excellent game. It's also getting... Why didn't you include this in the split the headlines? It's getting a 60 FPS 4K update. That is true. It is. Um, and it was free until today. <laughs> today, the last day? Or no uh, I think yesterday was the last day, and today it's no longer available for free as the Play at Home Sony collection. Uh, there's loads of other Sony games. Sale. Horizon's coming, but yes. Yeah, there is a big Sony sale on right now, so go and buy it. There is. There are a lot of good games. I may have downloaded Ghost of Tsushima, which I'll get I to in about three it. years when I've got through the rest of the games that I bought. Uh, Pete Random also says, my first memory of the platformer is the Lion King game for MS-DOS. I was about four or five and it was impossible. I had that on the Master System and it was also impossible. Um, there was something about those Disney games that you think they're cute, but they're actually super tricky. Yeah, didn't they bring them out recently? Now, what was the game that they yeah, brought out recently? Lion King and... Aladdin was, Aladdin, was the other was one. It? They had like a double pack recently. And everyone was like, why? <laughs> <laughs> why are you really using this? They were good. They were good. Okay. Um, and Anna says favorite platformer is Hat in Time, which is a recent one which I haven't played and feel like I probably should. Yeah, I've heard. Oh, who was I? I was watching somebody. I think it was somebody from Rainbow Arcade, but I can't remember who it was. They were playing it, and it, I was like, "This seems really cute." Well, I think Hat in Time, from what I understand, you get different powers from different hats, which is basically the same as Balan, which shows you how fucking shit that game. Same is. as uh, Mario Odyssey. Yes, but Mario did it with better. a hat. Yeah. So there we go. Mm. We love platformers here. Yes, I'm a big fan of platform. I like a good platform. I like a platformer as well that lets you get through. You know, if it's not, you know, if if you're not very good at video games, you can still get through. For example, like the new Crash. Apparently, it's almost impossible to get 100. percent Like it's. Ridiculously difficult to get 100% in it, whereas you can you can get platinum the original trilogy nice and easily. But yeah, this uh, the new one apparently is just way too hard. Somebody apparently was like a professional or like a, a content creator that just does platformers. Um, apparently it took them over 60 hours to uh, get the platinum or to get 100% in the latest crash. And that was just a lot of like repetition and stuff and trying and, and failing because it was just so bloody difficult. 
Yeah, I feel like platformers, because they're very sort of universal, often it's kind of, it's easy to get to the end of the game, but to get 100% is like an extra challenge for the for the, mm-hmm. the hardcore gamers. Um, yeah. You know, even Mario sort of set that template, you know, really with, uh, you know, finish the game with 60 stars, but the real challenge is getting 120. Um, and mm-hmm. I think a lot of games have taken that template now. Yeah. All right. Well, Ed, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on social media at Ed underscore Knights with an N. Uh, that's N for Knights, not Ned. Um, <laughs> and you can also find my writing on Pink News. Ooh. And what do you have uh, lined up for Pink News? Uh, we've got some reviews. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, we've got the, the August interview, which I guess will be up next week. Um, <laughs> for a second, I was like, wait a minute, that's, that's quite a far away. <laughs> In August, yeah, uh, no, the and July some... interview was up last week. <laughs> uh, we've had a few features recently. We've had some stuff on Pepe the Frog. We've had a piece that you're in uh, around streaming tech. Uh, and am yeah. I? Can't I cover the cover uh, uh, person from this article that came out today? Look, I think you were the, just the first image I saw, and I thought oh, I'll chuck that in the header. So that's there you go. Well, I'm sure that'll be the most viewed. <laughs> or the opposite. Well, I don't know about that. It got it got shared by Rainbow Arcade. So hopefully, a lot of people will click on it. Hopefully. So yeah, go and follow Ed on there. I'm on uh, the old Twitch at Biggest Benus, Twitter at Biggest Benus One. Just just go to biggestbenus.com if you want to find a link to all the other links. Um, yeah, right there, Ed. Was <laughs> <laughs> you showing off with your dot com? Sorry, uh, uh, when's ednightingale.com gonna happen? Let's have a look. That's quite, good. That's quite a good idea, isn't it? Yeah. It's probably porn. Oh, hang on. It says it can't be reached. Good. Oh, there you go. Well, Ed, unless somebody else wanted to buy it first and uh, park some filth there. If someone could buy it for me, that'd be great. <laughs> and just send it to my channel, my Twitch channel. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well... Thank you uh, very, very much for uh, for joining. We're, we're, you know, on splittheScreen.com if you want to go and listen to this podcast or any of the previous ones. Um, but yeah, do you want to do the, the final thing? We'll see you all next week. Be there or, or be, be split. split. Mm. Ooh, oh, no. <laughs> Sorry. That was really unnecessary. <laughs>